Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the That Sounds Fun podcast. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. Welcome to our continued week-long, weeks-long Christmas party. I love this part. It's our second annual That Sounds Fun Christmas party. I'm glad you're here. I hope you've enjoyed the party so far. We had our friends from She Reached Truth and He Reached Truth talking about Advent, then Sharon Miller, Melanie Shankel, Seth Abram talking about Enneagram Christmas gifts. Did you love that or what? I know. I loved it too. I loved it too. And this week, the guy who's been singing to us, playing this music for us, all Christmas party is here. My buddy John McLaughlin has been generous and shared his music with us all party long. And now he is here. We are going to chat about all sorts of things. John and his wife, Amy, are dear friends of mine here in Nashville. And so I was really thrilled that he and I got to sit down, chat about all things Christmas and music and learn how him and Amy met, which I did not know. So I am really excited to share with you this conversation with our Christmas musician, the guy at the corner of the Christmas party playing the piano for us, John McLaughlin. John, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Can I start by saying thank you for our Christmas music? Of course. Thanks for letting us use it. People have already loved it. Have they? Yeah. Yeah. I love there's it. A, there's a buzz. There's a super buzz. Yeah. There's a holiday buzz around Holiday this. buzz already. And it's not just the eggnog, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. So we have a couple of different topics to hit, as you can see from my list. <laughs> there's, there's, That's an extensive list. There's nothing on the list. Oh, man. <laughs> well, there are titles. There are titles, because when I think of things to say. You know, sometimes I make a list because – so the two times I make lists when I'm hosting my podcast is when I'm scared that we will not have enough to talk about Uh and when I think I need to be sure to hit these things. I don't feel either of those those. (laughs) with you. We don't need either one of those. (laughs) No, but I will make notes as we go because I'll think of something and instead of interrupting you, which is my nature, Mm -hmm. like I already just thought of one thing that I'm like, You can interrupt me wherever you want. I said my nature and it made me think, I don't know your Enneagram number. So I wrote down the word Enneagram. Okay. John, what's your Enneagram number? We're definitely going to touch on the Enneagram. (laughs) Um, We're going to more than just pass over the Enneagram. Yeah. We're going to really talk about it. But Passover in there. I do. Yeah. Passover. Christian stuff. I believe in it. Um, Well, I'll let you set the... I won't dive into that yet. I'll let oh, you set okay. when when we when do we that. go there. Yeah. What do you want to make sure we dive into? I always feel like when when interviewers ask me, "What do you want to make sure that we talk about?" Uh huh. I always feel like I should have an answer for that, but I never do. No, I don't either. Um, I'm always like, "Let's just go with the flow." I don't right? know. Right. I know. I don't. You don't have a list on your notebook, but I don't even have a notebook. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're you know? one degree less prepared. I'm just like, let's for this. just, yeah. This is why they shouldn't give unlimited access to the internet to everyone, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I shouldn't just be allowed yeah. to do what I want and then publish it to the world. Yeah. Well. But I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. This is what I'm doing. Here's where I want to start. It's some hard-hitting journalism. Let's talk about you and your daughter's cooking show. Okay. Because without question, that's my favorite video on the internet I've watched in a really <laughs> long time. What even made you think to sit down? How old's Liv? Two? She's not even two yet. She's two and a half. Oh, she's yeah. two and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she what? was She was dumbing down her verbal skills for the... <laughs> oh I wanted her to play younger. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of casting another kid, you yeah. just had a conversation yeah. with her about playing playing yeah. younger than she is. Yeah, which she sure. did. I think she did great. She <laughs> she was a star. Yeah. Um, tell me, what? how did that happen in your brain? Here's what happened. We were talking about this the other day. Yes. Because in, in your book, you wrote on one of the pages, you wrote, um, to be a writer is to have homework every, every day, day for the for rest, the rest of, your of your life. life. Yep. That I so connected with that. And to be a writer slash artist or whatever, almost anything now in 2017 Mm -hmm. means you have to do your thing, but you also have to post about whatever your thing is. Yes. Always. Yes. If I weren't an artist, I don't think that I would would have the, uh, well, I don't even know what I'd be, but I don't know that I would have Instagram or Facebook. Really? I don't know. I don't know that I would either love it. And feel so free and I would post all the time. Yeah. Or not at all. But because of, you know, and you probably feel the same thing, yeah. because of what we do, 
you have to do it yeah. unless you're like you know Elton John or whatever, right. which he he's actually great at it, but. You but know. Bruno Mars isn't. I learned from you the other day. He he's not, he does it when he wants. <laughs> he does it when right? he wants. He does it when he wants. And everybody stays. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to post this month. Right. And we're like, all right, Bruno. All right. Like you said, what are you going to, are you going to unfollow me? No. 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 Anyway, so this is a long-winded answer to We your, have to plenty of time. Everyone okay. is like shopping for Christmas or on the treadmill or doing <laughs> dishes or getting ready in the morning. They actually have invited us into this yeah. part of their life. So you can talk as long this as you want. This is great. My friends are so, guys like that. I was I just started working with a new management company and they are they have been so great at helping me do the social media thing. Okay. So they they send me sort of like a suggested schedule every week. Oh, that's cool. Post, like I just posted, to kind of help you have a pattern yeah. a little bit. Yeah. They're like on Halloween post a picture of you with Amy and, and the girls. Yes. In your outfits. Which I 100% would not have done had they not Told really? me to do that. That doesn't sound fun to you to do that. I just don't like to stop and take a picture. I just don't oh, want to see okay. what I look like. I, in my head, I look better. <laughs> so I don't want to see what I look like really. I don't need the truth. <laughs> it's like when you you got a new shirt, you know, and you're like out to dinner, and yeah. then you accidentally see yourself in the mirror, and you're like, oh, God. I, know. I thought I was looking a little more like Ryan Gosling, you know? <laughs> a little more. Anyway, so th- this was a moment where I was I'm standing in the kitchen with I mean th- this is every morning we're yeah. we're making eggs eggies. and we're just hanging I didn't in even the, know y'all called them eggies. eggies I see y'all multiple times a week I yeah. didn't know you called eggs eggies yeah and um that was adorable can't believe that never came out I know <laughs> weird that has to come up so in our weird. conversation <laughs> and I was like you know what I'm just gonna it started with me thinking I should do a story mm-hmm. I'm not good at doing stories yet okay. but um I was like well maybe I'll just Maybe I'll just set up the camera and just press record and just see what see what happens. Yeah. You know. So that was it. So I like I turned so on you the, just the set phone. your phone over there. Yeah. I just let it let it roll. And then I and I wasn't even planning on doing the cooking thing, but yeah. I just started, you know. And then afterward we filmed we filmed. We I let <laughs> the thing roll for maybe six minutes or something yeah. like that. There were like three or four moments where I was like if I like opened my iMovie app, which I had never opened up before, yeah, I was like, I wonder if I could. How easy is it to like just edit this thing? Right. So then, probably for the next forty-five minutes, I just sat. I got. A, I made a coffee. Yeah. Just sat there with my coffee, editing this thing on my phone. Yeah. It was so fun. Really, you loved it. I loved it. It was I, brilliant. I love. I've done this a couple times, three or four times, in the last ten years, where I will edit a little video, mm-hmm. and I love. Editing. Okay. If I weren't an artist, what? I'd probably do film editing. What? I Why? just love because there's so much power in the edit. Oh, you know, you get to choose the story that's being told. You sort of do. I yeah. mean, you can make. I think you can take if you watch uh, the six minutes that yes. that we recorded. I mean, Liv is insanely cute. She's she my daughter, cute. but. I have the cutest kids in the world. Every woman so in your house happens. is insanely cute. All three of it's them. True. The wife and the both right? daughters, they're insanely cute. So she's going to be cute, but it's not going to be funny. It, it, there might be moments where, oh, that was really cute. But you edit that thing down, that's where it's the hysterical. comedy comes in, you know? I mean, yeah, it's hysterical. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of editing, have you seen the documentary about screen um, scores for screenplays and for movies? No. There's a whole documentary about how people create the score that is behind the movie. Yeah. We have a one of the girls who works with me, Maggie. She listens to all the podcasts and pulls all the links. So we like to give her kind of detective things every time. So she'll link to it in our show notes. But it's an incredibly interesting documentary because what they do is they sit down with the director and do what you were just talking about of like, yeah. here's how we we want the people to feel X. So we need it to sound like X. Yeah, yeah. And uh, without it, it does not feel the same at all. Oh, totally. Right? It's so interesting. I was at church yesterday, and they were showing a video they're going to show on Sunday, and they took a clip from what Pastor Kevin did last week. Mm -hmm. And so I saw him do it live, and then they put dramatic music behind it, and I was like, why do I feel teary? I I didn't feel teary when he told it. Yeah. Now I do. Yeah. (laughs) You could be an editor. The music and the edit, you take those things away, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Will you keep doing those with Liv? Yeah. But I I already feel... Pressure. I, I, yeah, I was having a call with my management yesterday, and they brought it up, you oh. know, and, 
And uh, they were like, well, you're definitely doing those. And, and you're like, like well, immediately, you're like, do? I don't want to do it anymore. What are we going to do the, the next thing? I don't I know. I mean, the part where you said, did you get my email? And she nods. <clears throat> she was so funny. <laughs> I, I So you got the email. I mean, I can't. I'm not kidding you. I was supposed to write for five hours yesterday. And I bet I spent one hour watching you and your daughter over and over in a 40-second clip. Oh, my I mean, it's just, it's just so funny. She was so funny. She was so funny. Well, and here's the thing that the world is missing out on because you don't do as much social media as some other people in our job is is I don't pe- think people know how funny you are. Like I think that you're you're one of the higher level funny friends I have <laughs> and people don't know because they don't see you don't do videos like that with you and Liv. But that is uh, you. You are that yeah. funny. Well, thank you. So I need you to do more Insta stories because I think that's going to Everyone, listen, all our friends listening, just go follow John, and then the pressure's on. The pressure is on. <laughs> to do it. This stories. next video is going to be so not funny. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, just just replace Liv mm-hmm. with a cat in a like pantsuit. a stuffed suit, animal or A cat something. in a pantsuit. Something that's really weird. A weird outfit on a yeah, cat. Yeah. Well, people love, you know, when you put clothes on it. On animals, right? People laugh at clothes on animals. That's what I'm saying. That's what we should do. I'll just do put it. a link to my website on the bottom. <laughs> I was like, Annie swore that John McLaughlin was funny, but that was just a cat. But oh, wait, look at that cat. That is funny. Huh. Um, so I'm just uh, now I feel like a goal for my 2018. I wasn't meaning to set goals for mm-hmm. next year today, but one of my goals for 2018 is to get you real active on your Insta stories. I know. You know, because they are funny when you do them. You you're very good at them. Well, thank you. And you know, you can do the exact same thing you did on your iMovie for your Insta story. You don't have to record it in Instagram. You See, can, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can record it. So there are times where I am not sure how many pieces of something I want to tell, and so I'll record it on my iPhone and then I'll cut it into ten second chunks and then upload it. Oh, okay. And that way I can make sure I, I can make sure I'm telling the story in the funny interest. And most times I'm going live and everyone knows. Yeah. But like I'm going back to back. But there was a couple of weeks ago that we did something on a Thursday, but I wasn't posting about it till the next Thursday. So I recorded it off and then just I didn't uploaded know you it. could do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. The first time I posted a story, it was like I was an elderly person <laughs> trying to figure out like the very first like, like what are you what am i supposed to do here i that's how i felt i was so scared to touch anything because you know? <laughs> it may just go live yeah and it did <laughs> i didn't mean my first instagram story which i i think i posted a month ago or right. maybe two months ago i didn't mean to to post it when i did <laughs> i mean i was trying to do it but i didn't mean to post it already uh-huh. i was gonna like write something on it but i didn't i couldn't figure gone. it out it was gone <laughs> do it. um do you go back in 2018 do you go back on tour because i feel like when you're on tour is when it when i post more. all the and all the dudes like all the 10th ave guys were posting and you were posting yeah like it felt like a here's what we do next yeah so that's well, one of the ways i'm gonna help you meet meet michael <laughs> yeah well <laughs> it's easier for me to post on the road because it you know, I'm doing something. Yeah. And not that I'm not doing anything when I'm when I'm home, but frankly, when I'm when I'm home, I'm either uh, I've got my little writer's room in the back in our backyard, so I'm I'm back there like by myself, just sitting at the piano most days. If I'm not doing that, I am uh, I'm inside making breakfast with the girls yeah. or walking to the park or you know. Which I can post about that, but then the next day I'm I'm walking at, like sidewalk looks the same. <laughs> right. Are we doing anything different? And, nope. No. So how do you? I mean, for real, with your social media, how have you decided what is public and what's not public? Do you and Amy talk through that? Do y'all have like, this is okay, this is not okay, or is it day to day? Or, uh, I mean, the the only thing that I would think is sort of like the decision. Maybe it's just the point in life that I that where I am and all my friends are as we're having kids is like. Are you going to post about your kids? Like, will you post a picture of your kids or will you not? And I have friends that don't Mm -hmm. um, and sort of don't do the family thing at all. We didn't really talk about it. I just, I don't know. Because she's mad. That's why I'm telling you publicly is because she's angry. Oh, she is. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. This is me telling you. No, I'm just Four years later, she finally found. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to tell John through Annie. Through Annie on a podcast. (laughs) On a podcast. And he'll listen. Um. No, I just oh I w- when when Luca so I have I have two girls for those who don't know uh, Luca and Liv they're four and two and when Luca was born 
I mean, I just, I was so excited. I yeah. I, I probably hadn't posted in months before that. And then I posted <laughs> like, a picture. Picture, 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 picture. Yeah. This kid is so cute. Yeah, I was just so excited. Yeah. Were y'all so. here yet? Or were you still, wh- tell me where you lived when Luca was born. So Amy and I are both from Indiana. We lived in Indianapolis okay. at the time. What so, parts of Indiana are you from? We're actually from, well, I'm from a town called Anderson, okay. which is uh, just a little north of Indianapolis. There's a college there? Uh-huh. Okay. Anderson University. Oh, there we go. That's where Amy and I both went. Oh, there we go. That's probably why I even know it. Okay, there we go. Thank you. And Amy, originally from Phoenix, by way of Ohio, then uh, her family moved to Anderson when she was in high school because her dad was the dean of the School of Theology okay. at Anderson University. All right. So she moved partway through high school. I was already there, but we didn't start I was going to say, did y'all date in high school and I didn't know that? No. No. We didn't really know. We knew of of each other, but yeah. no, we didn't know each other. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. So how old were y'all when you started dating? Are y'all the same grade? No, she's two years older than me. That a girl. Yeah. Get it. So she was like, she was untouchable. <laughs> right. She was like the soccer star. Yeah, that's all what I All my two best friends played soccer, so they, they had massive crushes on her. Okay. And uh, so she was this untouchable. Uh, when I was a freshman, she was a junior, so- Fast forward nine, what? No, wait. What is that? Eight years. She's still. I still picture her. Ooh. She's a fifth year senior. I'm a junior in college, but she's still that. And y'all like, both went to Anderson. Y'all yeah, stayed in town. Yeah. Yeah. So we were set up on a on a blind date. Long story short. Even though you had known who she was since you were a freshman in high school. Yeah. You didn't like like her for eight years. If at any point she would have been interested, I would have hundred percent been in. That whole time. The whole time. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. But it was just like, oh, yeah, there's Amy. She's awesome, beautiful. I would never go up and talk to her. <gasps> I would never be like, would you like to go out with me? That would be— And I now would... y'all live in the same house. We... <laughs> that is crazy. We're, also, we're, we're married, but we also live in the same yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. The married part, people <laughs> got that. But, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing that you would not talk to her because she was— Amy. I would be afraid that it would be like, you know, like like a, a teen movie where like I get laughed out of the lunchroom. <gasps> oh, John. Not that they were like me, her friends or anything were mean, but that she was just way out of my league. And so then when someone calls and says, hey, I think I want to set you up on a blind date with Amy, you're like, what? Well, this is such a long story, but the short version is... Again, we've been invited here, so we're allowed to tell yeah, long okay. stories. <laughs> um, so at... Anderson University, I'm sure this happens at other schools as well, but we did this thing called roommate dates. Okay. Typically, it happens in the dorm where, like, you would invite somebody for your roommate. They would do the same for you. You wouldn't know who you were going out with. Invite someone on a date or to a dance or something? Like, uh, just on a date. Okay. And then your whole floor would go together. So you would go, you would all go bowling or something. Oh, wow. Was and this, it's was just this a giant student initiated? Blind date. This isn't like yeah. a school thing. It's no. a giant blind date it's for a your giant whole floor. Blind date. <gasps> I mean, typically they're not like, this they don't have the reputation story. of having any pressure. They're kind of just for fun. Yeah. So it's not yeah, like, yeah. it's not like a real, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so my junior year, it's me and four other guys living in my piano professor's house because he went, he took a sabbatical and went to Europe. And he has this amazing, old, like gigantic old house. We always said that it was Victorian, but we no one did any research on that. So right, we just said right. Victorian. <laughs> so I don't even know what it is. I, literally, if a house is older than 1916, it's more than one floor. I call it Victorian. It's Victorian, right? Yeah. And it was fully furnished. He left all his stuff, and he had like multiple old grand pianos in it, yeah. and like. Old Victorian, again, no research there, but <laughs> Victorian furniture, lots of velvet, just all, I, I mean, I thought he was insane. And he insane. let four college dudes live Five there. Five college Five dudes. Five college dudes. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking, but- uh, Did y'all tear the place up or were you like careful because it was velvet and Victorian? We were super careful in a way that a bunch of 21-year-old dudes can totally. think that they're being careful. Totally. Yeah. Stuff. The think that is the key there. Yeah. 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 Got it. So anyway, so but the house was amazing. So we were like, we have to do like a roommate date in this house. Like, okay. Because it's so, it's it was so, so nice. Yeah. Um, Did your other roommates also play piano? Or are you the only pianist? Uh, one other guy. Okay. 
my roommate Josh. I'm picturing who everyone was... spreading out to pianos. That's what I was doing in my head. <laughs> no, actually, the, the the two pianos downstairs were so nice. No one even, I don't think anyone touched them the entire year that we lived there. Wow. Because they were like, they were amazing. There was a piano upstairs that we played. Yeah. Okay, um, Josh, you were about to tell me about Josh. Yeah, Josh, he played. He's a uh, an attorney here in Nashville now. Oh, that's cool. So he got a real job. Right. Um, but we were the only two piano players in the house. But okay. So we invited girls, and ev- and we like wrote down who we would want to go with. Uh, and so, so you put I her put on the Amy list. on the list. But <gasps> John, I love this story so much. How have I never heard this? I know. I love this story so much. So I put I wrote down Amy, and I put two other girls on there. Let's leave them unnamed because they listen, and it's going to be hard. They well, and we keep su- we're super close. We keep in touch. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm actually married to all three of them. <laughs> oh, one just texted right now. <laughs> Almost done. Fuck you. <laughs> So, um, oh but I only put the other names just to hide. I didn't want anybody to know like how into Amy I was. Okay. And so I would tell my roommates and then like two days later, I would be like, hey, have you guys talked to Amy yet? And they'd be like, no, not yet. And I'd be like, okay, well, don't ask her. Take 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 her off the list. Oh. You know, I kept going back and forth. Yeah. So anyway, and then like the next day I'd be like, okay, well, you, you can put her back on the list. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, so they, they invited her. That was our first date. Um, 14 years ago now. And then Last you just month. kept on keeping on. Yeah. Long story short, I mean, it took us, uh, you know, a month or so to kind of like dance around like I actually like you. and you know, yeah. I think long story short is such an interesting phrase when you're, ha- when you're in. I think I started that long story that I just told with long story short. <laughs> did you? Actually, I think I did. Well, I think especially when you're saying things in relationship or. Or when you're talking about windows of time between what you want to happen, thinking of what you want to happen and actually happening. Because uh-huh. when you're in it, a month is not a short amount of time. No, it's not. Right? And so when you're in it, long story short, I mean, that is a long, that feels, the feelings are so intense for that month. Oh, yeah. And now 14 years later, you go like, uh, yeah, I mean, I knew her for eight years. <laughs> you're like, I mean, oh, my god. When I say that it was a month after that first date, to when we actually said that we liked each other. Every time I'm like, that can't be right. I think it had to be six months. Like it felt like six months. Right. It was such a saga, you know? It it feels so strong. And that's not only a college student thing. I think that's like a life thing that we so often, um, when we're retelling stories, we devalue the waiting time. Yeah. Yeah. When we're retelling stories, we go, yeah, and then like, uh, we waited, you know, my mom had some tests with the doctor. I think, I think it was three weeks till we heard that she didn't have cancer or yeah. like, you're like, just imagine weeks. what those three weeks would Every be Every like. morning you are so devaluing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, man, that is an amazing story. So y'all started dating and then how long till you got engaged? Uh, this Christmas little, episode little just went two years. real Valentine's on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking ahead. You can pull this episode out right. in a couple months. We will. And it's still applicable. Evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> and red. Okay, so y'all are engaged two years later. So you dated for two years. Uh huh. Did you break up in those two years? No, we didn't. Uh, we didn't break up. I mean, we never broke up, but we got close to breaking up yeah. during the engagement. That's what I've heard. I've never. I've been up to it, but haven't passed over that line. So I've well, never. T- is typical. I heard just, it's really stressful. It's just typical guy freaking out. Oh. About yeah. the whole, the big yeah. thing. Yeah. There was no, I, there was never like, I mean, we could we could get into this big time, but <laughs> honestly, like, what freaked me out was I knew that this was it. Yeah. She was the one. Like, whenever I talk to somebody who, which this these days comes in the form of us talking to our babysitters after we've come home from a date. You <laughs> or <know>. me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like my 21-year-old babysitters <laughs> or our 37-year-old friend, Annie. <laughs> It's one of the when two. we talk about like relationships and like yeah. you know dating and all that kind of stuff, and I feel like I only have one thing. I sort of wish I could contribute more, but when whenever somebody's asking me my advice or whatever, I'm like, I don't know. I just one hundred percent knew. Yeah. And the only uh, other side of that coin was that that freaked me out at that time. Why? In my life, I just felt like. This, you know, I had what a plan. Was I was like, oh. I'm, I'm gonna. I wanted to get married late. I don't know. I don't even know why. I mean, this was so long ago. I wanted to like move someplace. Yeah. 
by myself. I wanted to move to a city by myself. Yeah. Just for the adventure of it, I guess. Yeah. But, so realizing all of a sudden that the thing you wanted has appeared yeah. before you thought it would. Yeah. And now that changes your plans and that's what freaked you out. Yeah, which it's it's uh I'm glad that it worked out this way. Well, certainly me too, because <laughs> your children are two of my best friends. So <laughs> I adore them. Hey, friends, I just wanted to pop in real quick and let you know about something that's really important to me. You probably, like me, are looking to be taken care of well with your health insurance and make sure that is handled well. And so I am using Samaritan Ministries. That's SamaritanMinistries.org. They are believers in Jesus that are committed to sending financial gifts every month directly to the assigned member with a medical need, but it's more than just money and physical healing when there's a need. The Samaritan members pray for one another and for all the aspects of the members' needs and encourage one another by sending notes and cards, which I think is just super cool. Every month, there's more than 70,000 households that give to other members with a qualified medical need through Samaritan Ministries International, and it's one of the leading healthcare sharing ministries in America. So currently, Samaritan members give a monthly share starting at $100, depending on the age or household size. But members have never shared more than $495 a month for a family of any size, which I think is really, really reasonable. And it's just as significant to me that you get to send notes and cards and pray for the other people that are also using Samaritan Ministries. So if you are looking for coverage for yourself as a single person like me, whether you're self-employed or whether you're just looking for better coverage, I would really encourage you to check out SamaritanMinistries.org. I'll tell you one thing about your wife is she is one of the most steady women I know. Yeah. It is amazing. That, and that's who she is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it's you not, married her. She's, she's so... Um, I posted a thing the other day. On the internet? On the internet. Well done. On a social media. <laughs> on a social media platform? On a social media. <laughs> <laughs> on one of the platforms um, <laughs> about Amy. And I really, I wanted to, these, obviously the, the best posts are the ones where you really want to say something. Yes. But, you know, with the nature of what, what I do, I half of the posts that I'm doing, I'm, like, I'm sort of like, I'm sorry that I have to tell you about mm. this show again that I'm doing, but I got to advertise, you know. Yeah. But I I have been on the road a lot in the last uh, three months or so. Since July, I was on the road a, a lot. Yeah. And Amy is at home with our two girls, and, and she's such a, on top of, like, that job of being at home and taking the girls to school and taking care of everything while I'm gone, I also so rely on her for so many uh, like she's such an encouragement to me. Yeah. And she's probably the one voice that like in a time where like I need somebody to sort of pep talk me a little bit. Like yeah. it it really works with her. Yeah. Somehow like she can really tell and I know probably what she's gonna say, but it still works, you yeah. know. So I just wanted to post something about how awesome she was. We we went down to Florida for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um anyway. Why was I telling the story? Because what you were saying, what you said about her. Oh, yeah. And I've said this about her many times. It's just, she is just a bright light. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just a light. Yeah, she is. And that's my whole point in saying this is that's how she always is. Yeah. All the time. Are Luca or Liv more like her or more like you? Can you see it yet? It's funny. Anybody who knows us and then knows our kids know that, our, like, Amy and I are pretty laid back. Yeah. And our kids are not laid no. back. No. So Luca, it's, Luca is not, she not, not you, I can say a lot of words about her and that's not two of them. <laughs> no. Child is not laid back. No. Uh, so Do I have the best nickname of all your friends with your kids? Does anybody else have a nickname like Crazy Annie? Crazy Annie? Uh, no, no one else has I that nickname. really Crazy special. <laughs> when I left the house, they they both got excited. <gasps> that you were coming to that view That I was going to go hang out with Crazy Annie. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like that is one of the best ones I've gained in this life of having a lot of children in my life. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, Liv doesn't say a ton, but she says crazy she Annie every time I walk into a room. Yeah. I just think that's adorable. Yeah. Okay, so so Luca's not like either of you. But I guess you see pieces. <sighs> yeah. I mean, you know, like we were talking just a little bit ago um, today about how Luca is very particular about her clothes. Yes. I mean— like texture to her and all that kind of stuff. I mean, 
Which is Huge. so funny to me because her hair is wild and she doesn't care. No, I mean, she she would, if left to her own devices, she would have ratty hair yes. that she would never comb. She would never wear shoes and she would be wearing like the same dirty sundress. But that touched her exactly right. It felt soft and yeah. tight. And yeah. yeah. We she, have to throw away slash hide or whatever a lot of her clothes eventually because we'll, f- we'll find something that she loves and then she will want to wear that every day. And then, you know, just today, earlier today, um, she was looking for a certain shirt and I'm trying to help her find it. And then Amy leans over and she's like, I hate it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> We're not supposed to find this shirt. You're okay. like, I've been working. This has been an hour. I've been looking for this shirt for an <laughs> I hour. I know. I know you know that I've been looking for this for an hour. You've um, been downstairs having your coffee while I've been upstairs. Well played, Amy. <laughs> Amy, uh, but you're brilliant. That, that, you're laid th- back and brilliant. That texture thing, that was Amy when yeah. she was a kid. Oh, okay. So there are little things like that, of course. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That she gets that from Amy. But in terms of overall, uh, I don't know. It'll there, be fun to see as they grow up. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is the nature versus nurture, because y'all live across the street from some of our other dear friends, the Barnes, mm-hmm. and it feels like there's a lot of co-parenting that's going on. Uh-huh. And so it makes me wonder if the five of them are going to end up more similar than if y'all lived on different streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? Like, True. I wonder, because there's a lot of times, I mean, you and Amy parent the Barnes kids constantly, too, because mm-hmm. everybody's running across the street constantly. I mean, that setup is such a big part of our lives yes. right now. Yes. There's not a day that I I have never like walked to their house or walked back from their house and not thought on some level like God, this is so great. I know, which is why I, I tried it. to buy the house right next to you. I know it. That was that such would a just heartbreaker. Be too good. Oh right. Wouldn't that have been awesome? So You yeah, never know. You never know. So, you never know. The world isn't over. That's I could right. still get a house on your street. And so I think it'll be really interesting to watch how how all the girls end up similar and different. Yeah. And I just think that's a really, it is a unique thing because I bet 50 years ago it was really normal to have a lot of people helping co-raise each other's kids because you kind of, not that people chose to live in the same neighborhood, but everybody just did, that's who you did community with was whoever Mm -hmm. got on the bus with you, Mm -hmm. right? And so I just wonder if y'all are doing something that's really unique and Uh, I love it. And it's so great. Yeah. Especially with me traveling and Dave so much and Dave travels so the fact that you know Amy and Annie can just kind of switch back and forth on on days when we're both gone or something like that yeah yeah it's great yeah I love that when I go over and both the both the dudes are gone and all the kids are in the house and everybody's getting fed the same thing and everybody's eating yogurt Uh, it makes me so happy I love it I know uh yesterday I went over you know Dave texts me that he needs me to uh help him, you know, move something because I'm probably like his strongest friend. Yeah. And um, so, <laughs> slash closest, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of those. Six one, half dozen the other. <laughs> it's the same. They, both are true. Yeah. So I went over there and um, I help him move this thing. And then uh, he plays me. He's like, hey, I just came up with this new idea. Uh, plays it for me. Of course, it's awesome. And, um, and then I play him another idea of mine. Mm-hmm. And he throws an idea on it that it, you know, this is all happening in like five, ten minutes. Yeah. You know? And he makes one suggestion on this chorus of this new song that takes it to another level. Yeah. And, you know, I go Did home. Did he tell you to add God gave me you? Because that's already. Every time. That's always his first idea. <laughs> and it's sad. But it's. And it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. But I've added it to every song. It kind of always works, though. Always sells. Blake Shelton always wants it. He always wants it. Yeah, and so um, then you go back home and so it's just work like, it out. Yeah. yeah, it's so great on multiple levels. Yeah, you know, I love like Dave and I have been friends for fifteen years. Yeah, now. I was gonna say, is that how you ended up in Nashville? Because that's how I met you and Amy was with Dave and Annie. Mm-hmm. So is that how you? I mean, were, was he kind of one of the driving forces that got you here? Yeah, I mean, he he's always. I started making trips. Down here to Nashville, we were living in Indianapolis. Um, and have you ever had another job? Have you done full time music your whole post college yeah. life? Okay. Yeah, my last job was lifeguarding at the Dolphin Club in Anderson. <laughs> but Indiana. dolphins know how to swim, so why do they need your help? I know it was a very laid back <laughs> job. 
I feel more proud. This is when I wish Dave was here because this is what we do. Where two of us have a joke, we want the third one to know it. I know. I wish he'd have known. I just made a joke about you lifeguarding for dolphins. I'll send him that little snippet. Thank you. Um, because he will not listen to the rest of this. No, no, no question. No. no question. No. Um, what was the what were you we haven't about? <laughs> you haven't had a job since you lifeguarded for dolphins. Yeah, so yeah. that was my last job. So right after we had Luca, this was 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, my manager at the time. Uh, suggested that I, because I, I had said, you know, I, I'm definitely not going to tour as much yeah. once we have kids. Yeah. Mainly because until we had kids, Amy went out on the road oh, all the time. Oh, she went with y'all. All the time. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So Would she do merch or would she just hang? Like, did she have a job or did she in, just go? In the beginning, she did merch. Yeah. Which actually, we were laughing about this the other day. Uh, we were talking to somebody, oh, at the 10th Avenue North, kind of like post-tour yeah. dinner party. We were talking about how she would go out on the road and do merch. Yeah. But, you know, anyone who has done merch professionally on a tour knows you get your merch set up and then you're working, right? The door is open for the show. You're working. But with us, it was like, well, we're going to dinner. Amy's not just going to stay here. Just (laughs) Right. Merch merch is closed (laughs) until for the next hour and a half. (laughs) We would do that every night. So That's I probably awesome. would be driving a, a newer car if right. we hadn't done that. But, <laughs> right, if you'd had a merch person. Yeah, but we got to have dinner together. Yeah, yeah so she was right. on the road with me all the time, and we toured all the time. I mean, f- we got married in 2006, and we were on the road, I mean, for the next three years, solid. Wow. You know, and then it got a little bit lighter, 2009. Are y'all uh, vans or buses or what are you at this point? Uh, it was both. Yeah. Probably half and half. When did Enchanted happen? What year was that? Isn't that the name of the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I recorded it in 2006. Oh, wow. Like they filmed it in 2006, recorded the soundtrack in 2006, but okay. it didn't come out until end of 2007. Oh, okay. So that's way before that. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so she's out with you almost all the time. And you're switching between because van van life and bus life are very different. Lives. Totally different. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know if she was like being a hero in a van or being she a hero was, in a bus. I didn't know which one. She was a hero in both. Yeah, that's right. She loved <laughs> loved touring. And one of the guys in in the band who um, his name's Bobby Lee Stamper. He played guitar and banjo uh-huh. in the band. His wife is one of Amy's best friends in the world. They live in Australia. She's from Australia now. But she was out, our drummer, Chad Kenner, his wife, Ashley, mm-hmm. would be out. So we would have like eight, nine people in the van. Oh, that's so fun. You know, the wives would fly in and out and that kind of thing. But for the most part, Amy was always there. And uh, and one of the other wives typically was there. So yeah. it was like a big family. And, and we, you know, we didn't really have any reason to go back home to Indiana because we were together. Yeah. So... So that was amazing, and I'm so glad that we decided to do that. Yeah. You know, because when we got married, she was teaching, so yeah, there was a minute right. where I was like, well, should should she still teach? Am I going to be able to make any money at this music thing? You know? Right. So anyway, so fast forward to when we have Luca. Amy's not going to go out on the road much anymore, if at all. So I told my manager at the time, like, that's going to really affect Right. My enthusiasm for touring. So, right. just FYI, right. let's maybe let's start, uh, you know, getting a closer relationship with Nashville. And my publishing company has always uh, been down okay. here. So I started making trips. Got it. So I would come down, and the girls would come with me, and we'd stay, um, and I would do some writing sessions, and then we'd go back, and then. It but you're started... already friends with Dave and Wirtz and that whole. Yeah, group. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met them, uh, Dave. Barnes and Matt Wirtz at the same time because they were on tour together back in 2001 or two. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So oh, they, wow. one of my roommates uh, at the time, Lucas Barrich, who's a bass player here in Nashville, he had played with Wirtz at a Young Life camp. Oh, sure. I think, the summer before that. So summer of 01. So when Wirtz came to play at our school, he was like, well, you can just stay yeah. in our dorm room. So, and probably worse was like, sounds right. Yeah, I'm in. Great. Free. Great. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I had known them for a long, long time. And, you know, anytime we would come down, um, you know, the Barneses would 
be so gracious. And a lot of times we stayed in their house, mm-hmm. and they were always um, encouraging us to move down. Yeah. So, are you glad you did? I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. I wish I would have moved down ten years ago. Really? Yeah. Huh. There's just something about the your environment. You know, I mean, Indiana is always home to me. Yeah. You know, and our family was there, and we had tons of great friends there. Which was hard to leave. We had a great church there, which was really hard to leave. But in terms of my, what I do for living and just being an artist, it just feels really good to be, even in this space where we are right now, there's yeah. like an energy to it. You yeah. Know? And you're always, my like baseline level of inspiration is always up here at least. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Really? So, just by being here? Just by being being around. Yeah. Yeah. Have y'all found a church here that makes you happy, that you connect with? We just started going to Midtown um, right there on 12th. Yeah, 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 right in our neighborhood. Yeah, which is, it's always funny when you move, we moved to our house about a year and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. and I nod like, yes, that's correct, as if <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Right. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's right, John. <laughs> You're doing fact-checking in real yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, the church down the street is always like, you always... Uh, Go into that church with a, a, a little, like, different agenda because you're like, this would be really great if this worked out. Because right. it's right down the street, right. you know. Right, And when in our neighborhood in Indianapolis, there was a little church, like, two blocks away that we were thinking, like, what are the odds that that's going to be the one? You know, yeah. it's, it's just, yeah. that's too good, you know. And um, But it was um, an amazing church and ended up being such a big part of our life yeah. there. And it was probably the hardest thing to leave, to leave yeah. you know, and come down here. But we just started going to Midtown, and, and we really like it a lot. Yeah, I love Elliot that's there. Yeah. I think he is a really, he really understands. He's one of the pastors in Nashville that I've seen understand the community pastors mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. And I just think that's really beautiful. And Midtown is one of the churches, I think, that has done a really nice job of going into communities, having a campus or a building or whatever you want to call it, a community in, in neighborhoods yeah. that the people in that neighborhood actually go to. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. I think is really cool. I th- there's a well, couple of churches Well, that was the great that thing about that. that church. When we when we walked in there, we saw a lot of people that, that we knew yeah. that, that we had just seen in, in the park. Sure, right? I mean, there, there's this one particular couple that we had seen in the park a lot, as you do. You see, like, everyone... Everyone in, in, in Nashville looks... If they have a child between the ages of zero and, you know, seven... They probably look familiar to me. Right. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if we roomed together in college or if I've just seen you in the park. <laughs> Either way, I don't know your name. <laughs> Either way, let's go to Frothy. Oh, my gosh, right? So, y'all do. I I don't hardly go to Frothy and not see y'all, which is great. Yeah. It is, I like it. Y'all, go, y'all walk there a lot. Almost every day. What are we going to do when it gets really cold? Well, you're an Indiana guy. My people in Indiana have warned me about an Indiana winter, so I bet... I bet you know what you're doing down here. It's no biggie. Yeah, this is better. But I, I will say I just don't I just don't love the cold. I mean, at least at this time of year it's it's fine. Yeah. Because it's um it's pre Christmas. Right. Pre New Year's, I'll say. Yes. Once January second hits now, you know, I'll say like afternoon of January first. I'm like, I'm over this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's warm it up. Let's warm it up. All the like, there are no more holidays right? to, about the cold or whatever. Do you know, you know. I do start thinking on because you know December 21st is the shortest day of the year. Uh huh. So on December 22nd, I'm like, here we go. We're back uphill. It, yeah. But, I 100% am with yes. you on that. But then it still takes three months for a day to feel one minute longer. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, we're on the growing side. In like, Groups of 30 seconds yeah. every day. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I know. I've never lived anywhere except Georgia, Tennessee, and Scotland. And so I've never lived anywhere that had like a real proper snows on the ground for more than three or four days uh, on, yeah. a, on the regular. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, it just feels like a totally different life yeah. than the winter that I understand. But I'm like, I'm having a hard time making myself get up in the mornings because it feels so cold. Yeah. And it's not. It's 40. That's cold. That's cold, though. I mean, I'm from Indiana, and I will say I just, I mean, every year that I was there for the last five years, in the wintertime, I would be like, I just can't do this anymore. Really? I just, I, I, I don't, I don't just love the cold. Yeah, because is that I how it is? Cold. Some of those people up there just like, like I would imagine people who live in North Dakota have to like, I love this. So that's you why I'm better. here. You better, yeah. You have to. My dad loves the cold. Oh, okay. Loves it. 
He's from Anderson and still lives in Anderson. Loves it. Yeah. Just, loves the cold. And it's when summer comes, he's like, hurry up and be done. No, I don't know. I think he loves summer as well, but he just loves he just loves the cold. Okay. He's down with it. I just I've decided this winter, I haven't even told you this in my real life, in our real life conversations. I had made a decision this winter that I am going to purposely be outside and purposely learn to like the cold. Because like our other neighbors, Ben and Hillary, just had a uh-huh. baby. And just the other day, we're over at Annie and Dave's, and Hillary walks in super bundled up, holding Jane, has been yep. out on a walk. I'm like, I saw her twice yesterday yes. uh, in, in that same getup. And she's cold. But yeah. she's doing it. She's doing it. Yeah. And I just, I've got to do that. I like being outside too much. Yeah. But I know how to be outside in July. You just put on a tank top and pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a long tank top and, and a, a belt. belt. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you just brought up my outfit from 4th of July. Um, yeah. Right. Pants and a tank top. Yeah. But in the winter, I, like part of me wants to go to REI and just walk up and be like, dress me. Dress yeah. me so that I can survive this. Well, you I'm reach a point outside. in the winter where you're like, like when we moved down here, I was like, oh, we probably won't even need coats. This is yeah. going to be great. And then you reach a point in the winter where you're like, no no amount of money will stop me from just being comfortable. So yeah, yeah. let's go to REI. Just just give me whatever yeah. I need. Yeah, that's my feel. Maybe back. I'll do Lulu because I'm not trying to hike. I'm just right. trying to no, we don't be need in any. our neighborhood. Yeah, I don't need boots. I don't need like ropes. Yeah. <laughs> Do I? I don't know how cold it's going to get this winter. Do I have to tie a rope from your front door to the barn's front door and just sled across it? Possibly. We haven't tried anything like that, John. That's a whole category of life we haven't tried is things between the houses. Well, we've, I think we've tried a a Frisbee once. How did it go? I don't remember. I think it went well. I think it, you know, I didn't didn't catch it, but it hit the porch. Because how great, listen, we start at Dave's house. Let's zigzag down the street. Mm -hmm. Dave to you, you to Dave Drennan. Also, Caddy Corner. Well, that's that. We're taking a, a step back. Oh, is he back up? Oh yeah. shoot. Okay, because we don't have a middle person between y'all and the rectors. We well, don't. we have the Bordeaux's, Bethany and Keith. Do you know Bethany and Keith? I don't know them. Oh, they're wonderful. I'll introduce you. They're in the yellow house. So th- we do have. Be- yeah, we're gonna have we to go. meet some neighbors in the middle. I need to get out in the community because there really could be there really could be a YouTube video in your future of a frisbee going all the way down your street. I'm seeing a frisbee with a GoPro on it. Oh, right. That's right? what I'm saying. From the top of Everyone the street to the bottom. Everyone writes a lyric. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to make it nashville I Yes. I'm about all of this. <laughs> There's got to be a way. I just, it smells viral uh-huh. already. Yeah. Just from one street. And then, but then you're going to have those buses go down your street that say, famous people live here, 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 here. Mm, Has yeah. that already happened to y'all? I haven't seen it. They never stop in front of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarrely, they drive They always right just by- miss it. Stop in front of Dave. <laughs> I wish I wish that would happen a few times. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Okay, so let's talk. Here's what we haven't even discussed yet: your Christmas album. All right, let's start. Let's press record and get oh, going. What if we hadn't had? That makes me look right now. No, we've been recording. Oh, gosh, can you imagine? I mean, it'd have been fine. We could keep going. Yeah. But this is your first Christmas album. Uh, this is my second Christmas EP. Okay, tell yeah. the people what's an EP. I mean, listen, I don't even speak that language. Well, it doesn't make any sense. EP stands for extended play. Which is actually the opposite of what you get with an EP. You get right. less music you get than less. an LP. I think the LP stands for long play or long playing. One of those two. So like, I, th- I think... Depending on whether I you're actively com- doing it or just planning to do it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could be completely wrong on this. If I think this is right. Like, you know, a record is one song. And I think that still is true. Like if you get record of the year... The Grammys. That that's just one song. Oh, that's not album of the year. Oh, right. So a record is one song. Sure. An okay. EP is playing off of that record term. Uh, so it's like an extended play is five songs got or it. four or six. Got or whatever. it. And then a long play 12. is is a is a full album, which I think I think maybe it goes oh, back wow, to wow, vinyl, wow. like how big the actual mm. vinyl records oh, were. I of could course. be I could be so no, wrong on that. D- Oh, you know what Dave says? You don't have to be right to be sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> I am positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm positive that's what I think. You cannot <laughs> convince right. me that I don't think that. Right. Okay. So you've already had one Christmas EP. What was the first one called? So we can go get that one too. Um, first oh, one's called the Christmas EP. Oh, that's great. Why do you yeah. shake your head? I don't know. It's, it seems like I should have. I kind of phoned it in. What's a this bit. one called? 
Uh, red and green. Which is much less phoned in? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I guess feel, it's just as phoned I don't feel in. like you went real deep on either of those. Or those are both really excellent Christmas titles, They're which the is what I lean towards. Titles, that's the Christmas the, those EP are the titles and Red that we and Green. Yeah. Okay. My first one uh, I recorded three years ago in 2014, and it's very jazz combo-ish. Okay. Ish, which I love. It's like three dudes recording in real time. One oh, of the wow, songs, at the same time. Yeah. One, so one of the cool. songs um, we did, it was it was me, this guy Matt Pearson on bass, who's amazing, and then this guy Paul Mabry, who's oh, amazing on, on yeah. drums. So it was the three of us on one of the songs. We actually, we had no click, nothing. It was just press record. Like, hey, tell me what a click is. I mean, uh, I've been in one before, but my mom made me quit in middle school. Right, yeah. No it's similar. Clock. A click is like, uh, it's just... Keeping your tempo. Oh, so there's like a thing in your head. You like have headphones metronome. in, and it's a yeah. metronome. Yeah. I would have thought that's what Paul does, no, because he's doing percussion. But he has that to help him, too. Yeah, so typically huh. you uh, you would say, okay, this song, Jingle Bells, which is, we did a version of Jingle Bells on the on the first Christmas EP. We say, we did it at like whatever, I don't remember, 88 okay. beats per minute. Sure, okay. So the engineer will set that in the in the Pro Tools session. So when uh, he presses record, we're all hearing it in our ears. Got it. And so that keeps us all got it. together and consistent. You know? Okay, beautiful. Okay, so this one time, y'all just hit So record. one of the songs, we we wanted it to be real roboto, right? Which just means like we may be faster in this moment. We may be slower. We're going to retard oh, here. Cool. We're going to just... Okay. And... That rarely happens. I rarely record like yeah, that with yeah. the band because the downside is with Pro Tools now you can if you're on the grid, meaning yeah. if you recorded something at 88 BPM the whole time or whatever, you can go into the Pro Tools session and be like, ah, I loved, I liked this fill from the second. Oh, and chorus. just slice them up and put them in. Yeah, you can <gasps> do that. Fascinating. Okay. So if you record like we did the Christmas song on the first record. As we did without any click or whatever, you're just doing. If you do a couple takes and you want to, you know, if you're like, I loved the, that vocal line I did on this third take, but I, but the piano on the first take is really, ah. you can try it, but it may not, not line up. Happen usually, yeah, yeah. So typically, if you do that, the whole thing has to work. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then you just do the whole thing again. Everybody yeah. plays. Yeah. So uh, that's what we did on one of them, and it was it felt really organic and i loved it how'd you pick the songs for red and green uh well three of the songs i wrote so one of the songs dave barnes and i wrote together i think back in april uh one when, of the songs when the christmas feels were real high they were super high yeah <laughs> i turned the ac like way <laughs> down and uh Another one I uh, I wrote by myself. Another one uh, is a song called um, Hallelujah This Christmas, mm-hmm. which I did with um, this group, Straight No Chaser, oh, acapella group. They I are, know them. I saw them perform amazing. in Scotland. They're did amazing. Really? Yes, I was a fan immediately. I saw them in 2011, and I can't quit them. Yeah. I watch videos. I mean, they, they are. Yeah. I, I did a tour with them this summer. No and, way. I mean, they are. They're insane. They every night they would do this VIP thing. Yep. Where you can um, you can buy a VIP ticket. I think you come in and you kind of hang with them for a little bit. There's nine of them, and then they'll do a song just right there. Yeah. Acapella, and I mean they were amazing on stage every night. But but I loved seeing them. I would kind of like sneak behind a curtain. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Just seeing them, and they they have such. A, they've been together for a long time, and they have such a deep catalog that they can. They have arrangements of. Any song. Whatever yes. we were in, we were in Napa toward the end of the tour on a day off, at the this this couple who owns this winery. We were at their house and they had a piano, and so of course you know, inevitably everybody goes into the living room and yeah. And you, I played you a song. Yeah. They did a song, and man, they're just so good. Just yeah. right off the bat, they can just go into yeah. whatever. Anyway, so, so they're they, on the record. They're on the record. Yeah. They graciously um, did this. This one song with me, uh, one of the guys in, in the group, Michael Luganbill, did the vocal arrangement. But all this to say, Amy and I, Amy actually has writer's credit on that song. <gasps> Does she? It's our s- second song that we've written together. Oh, that's cool. I was like trying to finish the bridge and she was sitting with me in my little 
writer's shed, as I call it. Yep. And um, just threw out, you know, the right lyric that finished the song. That is like, exactly oh, what I want done. to do with Dave's next number one. Well, just hang out. <laughs> just sit in the room just and be around. Start saying phrases. <laughs> <laughs> just make a key. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Right. I'll, I'll sit with either of y'all and just start giving you words so yeah. I can get some writer's credit. Yeah. That's brilliant. And so then two of them are traditional because it's five songs, right? Yeah. On Red and It's Green. five songs. So, yeah. so those are the three original ones. And then uh, I did a version of White Christmas mm-hmm. that I love and um, love that song. It's just me in an upright bass. Yeah. Love it. And then uh, the other one is actually just an instrumental. It's just piano. It's And I've never done that before, but it's an instrumental piano version of Angels We Have Heard on High. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, I have so much love for people who play the piano. I just think it's one of the most beautiful instruments. And you're so – do you love it? I mean, you're so good at it. You'd have to love it. But like, Oh, thank you. And you're just um, – I think – of my friends I've heard play piano, you are without question the best one. And a lot of my friends I haven't heard of play. I think you're still better. <laughs> so, but I mean, I just think, I, yeah, you're just incredibly, incredibly Thank good at you. it. Thank you. I mean, I, I love it. I love, you know, still to this day, like if I sit at a really, really nice piano and play, mm-hmm. I, I just get, I just love it. I just get yeah. inspired. I have never owned a real piano. Uh-huh. Um, they're so gigantic. I just don't have room for it, you know. Yeah. So I, in my studio, I I just have a keyboard, which is less inspiring. But sure. I mean, I've been playing for a long time now. So my dad, at one point, this was a couple of years ago, and my dad was a musician. His dad was a musician. So there's a lot of music in the mm, family. Mm-hmm. I forget how this came up, but he, in one way or another, he said. You know, you've been playing for a long time now. Kind of, kind of in a in a way of saying like, "Whoa, you should be good." If you're not, you know, he's like, "If if I hire a plumber to come over and and fix a leaky pipe right. and he fixes it, I'm not blown away." Right. He should be able to fix it. He's a, right. This is what he does. Right. He's a plumber. Right. He's a professional plumber. Right. You've been playing piano for 31 years. <laughs> right. You should be able to play the piano. Yeah. You know. But I don't say this to to be you know humble or or uh, what's the word annoyingly humble or whatever uh, or search for compliments or whatever. And I think that anyone who is in my position where you've played, you've been working at this one instrument or whatever it is that you do for a long time, the further you get into it, the the more you realize what you can't do and how limited mm-hmm. you are a little bit. And I mean, I look at somebody like Harry Connick Jr. Or guys like uh, Gabe Dixon or to dip back in the past like Art Tatum or Mm -hmm. Oscar Peterson. I mean, there are guys out there and girls who, uh, Diana Krall being one of them, they can play. I mean, they can really play. And I sort of feel like I can craft some moments, you know, where I can do some stuff. But I am so aware of my limitations and mm. all that kind of thing, huh. you know. But um, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I want my I want my song to connect. I want the like emotion of I want my passion on stage to yeah. kind of connect. Yeah. And those are the comments that I that I get typically, like people. Yeah. You know, I I can play some kind of like run or whatever, but after a minute, that may get annoying. You know, like it needs to be within the context of a of hopefully a good song. Yeah, that says yeah. something and and yeah. And there's connects. less piano aficionados in the crowd who are looking at your actual like skill versus yeah. people like me who just are so I, I'm massively appreciative of good musicians and yeah. particularly piano players and French horn players. Those are my two that I like the most. Oh, yeah. And so, <laughs> right? Classic. <laughs> piano and French Classic horn. Classic Nashville. Right. <laughs> piano and French horn. <laughs> I just love that they're the only two instruments. I can kind of play guitar because I was a Christian in college and you had to, you right? Had to, what yeah. choice did you You've got have? a tailor somewhere <laughs> yeah, in your yeah, house. Yeah, right? But the two that I like went out to learn on purpose were piano and French really? horn. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I taught myself. French horn I was in school, but uh-huh. I did a lot. But I taught myself piano. Using a hymnal in a three 
octave keyboard. No way. <laughs> but I'm not. I mean, I'm, you've never heard me, right? I don't play. So because I know just enough to be dangerous. Yeah. I really appreciate those of you who've put your life towards making good music with a piano. Yeah. And piano is something that I can do away from words. Mm-hmm. To help me relax, yeah, yeah, so that I don't just watch television. So for a while, I had when I was writing "Let's All Be Brave," I had a keyboard set up in my house because I just needed something that wasn't to balance words. it out. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have a shed though, like you do, a writer shed. Yeah, my my writer's room was the old shed. Like I know. when we bought the house, it was like where the lawnmower went. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no, you're still. Um, I was going to do some analogy of cutting grass being similar <laughs> to making money, but I don't think it's there. Still cutting the grass out there, but that didn't cut. Cutting still the, cutting the still it, bailing the hay. Uh, cutting the you're still we're, cut, cl- we're almost we're right on top of it. Right? Do I get writer's credit though? That's what I'm curious. Mm. I don't know if you want writer's credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, quickly tell me your enneagram number. Why do I not know this? Do I know this? I don't. I don't know it. <gasps> We've waited this whole hour and you don't even know it. I don't even know it. What's Amy? We don't know. Oh wait, neither of y'all know. No, so we we um oh, we took a, probably an abbreviated test yes. a little while ago. I don't know, maybe a year ago or something like that. Uh, it said that I was a four. Okay. And I think it said that Amy was a seven, or I think maybe a seven and a nine. She was tied. Okay. However, um, since further discussion with Enneagram friends, I, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people think that I'm a nine. Okay. And I think maybe Amy is thinking that she might be a six. Okay. But uh, Amy thinks that I'm a four. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm I'm such a novice. We're both app. just Keep starting talking. to to read uh, that that book, Road Back to You. Yeah, for sure. So we we both just started that. So we're we're behind uh, in the game. We're just getting going. But the nine seems like I. That feels like that could be me, yeah. but Amy sees all of my ups and downs. Sure, uh, she gets dragged through all that stuff. So yeah. she's like, "No, nah, you're you're a, you're a four. You're a four. I yeah. live with a four. That's what <laughs> I live she with says. a four. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. You, so I'm a seven, and my friend Luke is a seven. And when sevens are in stress, they go to a one. They behave like a one. And Luke's entire church staff said to his wife. Luke is not a seven. He's totally a one. And he was like, oh, yeah. I think I'm too stressed think at you're work. stressed at work, <laughs> yeah, Luke. That's right. Okay, John. So the last question we always ask on the podcast, because mm-hmm. the podcast is called That Sounds Fun. I yeah. know you're a big fan, so you know that. But I love it. Um, what sounds fun to you right now? <sighs> what sounds What's fun? What's Christmas fun in the McLaughlin house? I don't want to disappoint people. With what I think is fun. Do you know, this is one of the most interesting parts of this question, because everyone is so concerned about being judged about what they find fun. (laughs) Every week, people say something of that nature. This is what we're landing on. We're landing the plane on this This is how they're going to remember you. Okay? So, what sounds fun to me is I love Christmas time. I love it. I love the Christmas music. I love all that kind of stuff. So, now that we are just starting that season, right, where we can all play Christmas music yeah we free, can really go in yeah is I'm excited to like get the household decorated and my girls are are really excited like Luke has been asking every day can we decorate the house now okay. she wants lights up okay she wants the stockings up so I'm ready for that I'm okay. ready for like the fire to be going in the fireplace mm-hmm. music to be playing mm-hmm. uh, the tree is up you know I'm excited to like go to like that little tree place next oh, to. Brothy. I saw them yesterday hanging the lights so in the outside tree, and I thought there there are some parts of a year going by fast that feel stressful to me. Uh-huh. But for some reason, like I feel like we watch that little patch of ground turn over four yeah. times a year. Yeah, and sometimes I go, "Oh my gosh, how is it already to the Halloween pumpkins again? How is it already yeah. to the flowers of spring? Whatever." But when they were putting up those lights yesterday, I was You're so like, yes. happy. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. love that part of our neighborhood. I think that's really special. I do too. So, do y'all do live trees? Live yeah, tree, we do. Singular, or maybe I'll have multiple trees. I don't remember. We get half a dozen trees, <laughs> and because we're very rough with them. I don't have room for a piano, but I do have room for six Christmas trees. Because of all the trees, we we haven't been able to get a piano. <laughs> They're <yet>. year round. <laughs> <laughs> I keep the tree up year round. Okay, so Christmas decor. Yeah. Your Christmas tree. So when you pull out the ornaments, are you sentimental about ornaments? Uh, I'm not so much sentimental about the ornaments themselves. I'm sentimental about the, like, 
that setting. Yeah. Of like, which like I want the like I said, fire to be going, music to be going. Amy and I are hanging out. The girls are perfectly well behaved. Sure, certainly. They don't break anything. Yeah. We, we put the hooks on, then they put it on the tree. For sure. I set myself up. That's for a pipe a, dream. Yeah. Good luck uh, with that. It never goes like that. <laughs> never. Even before kids, Amy would be misbehaving and stuff. Right, like that. right. It was always Amy. It right. was always Amy. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so. Well, Bud, thanks again for letting us use Thank your. Thank you so um, much for having me. Oh, man, I love it. And that you get to be our Christmas tunes all. So at Christmas, it's a Christmas party. We yeah. have a party okay. every week. And I kind of imagine it like all my friends are in the same room and I'm just walking over to different people and recording the conversation. Yeah. And you're like the music that's been at our party the whole season. So. I'm the guy in the corner at the piano. At the piano. Yeah. And I've sauntered up to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird. But right. I would. Yeah. But yeah, thanks. That was real generous of you to let us use your tunes. I loved it. Thanks, man. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with John McLaughlin. If you have not grabbed his album yet, if you have not gotten Red and Green, his Christmas album, I totally, or EP, now I don't even know what words to use anymore, right? But his EP, then you should totally grab that and listen to it for the last few days before the new year comes around. As this is our last chance to chat before Christmas, I just wanted to read one quick thing to you. I have been reading Luke 2 this week getting in preparation for Christmas. And this verse has jumped out at me. It's Luke 2, 19 through 20. And this is in the message version. This is after the shepherds have come and seen Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. It says, Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear deep within herself. And the shepherders returned and let loose, glorifying God and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. And my hope and prayer for you this Christmas season is that even in the places that feel hard and challenging and maybe dark and lonely, that the things you've heard God say, you would believe, that you would rejoice that the Son of God has come into the world, our Prince of Peace, our Mighty God, our Everlasting Father. Yeah, so my hope is that your Christmas will feel that way, that you would look around at some point on Christmas and think, What the Bible said was true, what was promised in the Old Testament came true in Jesus, that our redemption is here, our Redeemer has come, our Rescuer has come, and even when our lives don't totally look like that, even when our circumstances try to tell us the story that we'll actually believe what God has said. And just like the shepherds, right, just like the shepherds did, that they praised God for everything they'd heard and seen because it turned out exactly the way they'd been told. So. Yeah, I'm just really thankful for Jesus and that we get to celebrate his birthday this week. So Merry Christmas, friends. I am real grateful for you. And just imagine me sharing some Christmas treats with you, being at this party and being really grateful that we both get to be here. Hey, if you need anything from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. It's Annie F. Downs. F for fa la 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 la. I can't let it go. Annie F. Downs across everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website, anywhere you need me. That's how you will find me. If you get a chance to rate and review the show, that would mean a lot. So next week, we wrap up the year. You're Get ready, of course. How could I go through 2017 without giving Eddie Koffeltz his own episode? So don't you know, next week, you're going to want to be back. We're going to wrap up 2017, talk about all the highs and lows of the year, all with Eddie, who is just our favorite elf, isn't he? He's just our favorite elf. So Merry Christmas, friends. I hope you have a great holiday. Thanks for letting me be in your ears and in your life, and I'm really, really thankful. So I hope that you get to go out and do something that sounds fun to you today and Merry Christmas. And I think the world of you and we will see you next week.